Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and today is our 22nd show in 2020, and uh, today is uh, part three, and I would believe it can, it's the continuation, but also hopefully the conclusion of this little uh, triple thing I've done, this three-part study I've done on the uh, universal energies uh, and understanding them a little bit better and how they affect us here, um, looking at Pluto. Well, first the whole hierarchy and then Pluto uh, last of two time shows ago and then last show looking at Neptune. And today I want to conclude this, um, the triad of spirit by looking at the role of Uranus. Um, and as always, after I do my little talk, I'll, I'll open up the airwaves here for your questions and um, just give me your first name. And if you're calling about your chart or someone else's chart, just give me um, at least a birth date and a place of birth and, and time if you have it. If you're calling about something else, any other topic you might wish to talk about, whether today's topic of the show or, or whatever, that's fine, too. Um, and if you want to reach me uh, for any reason to just ask a question, to get some uh, suggestions on reading materials, I have an extensive uh, metaphysical spiritual library of books that I would recommend to people about whether astrology or philosophy or, or what have you. Um, you certainly can do that. And, uh, and of course, if you want your own reading, uh, that's what I do. Uh, and it keeps me very busy. <laughs> so anyway, so, and if you want to reach me, then the, probably the best way uh, is by my email address, which is just my name. It's Bill at tried at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. And you can also, of course, find me uh, and Facebook page and Instagram page and the blog talk here and, and many other platforms and social media. I'm on, I'm on Medium uh, and the podcast, of course, after today's show, it's always available shortly thereafter as a podcast to just listen to, um, you know, online um, on, on the blog talk radio. And I also have it hosted on Apple Podcasts if you want to take a look at it or listen to it there. So the shows are always available later on is what I'm, uh, what I'm reminding you. Okay. So if you miss it, it's there. Um, and just a couple of notes again about what's happening here astrologically more immediately is that today's Sunday and on Tuesday we enter our next Mercury retrograde period. Of course, we've been in the shadow of that period ever since September 23rd, but the real Mercury retrograde begins um, in, on the evening of October the 13th and, and doesn't conclude until the day of the election, November the 3rd. So these next three weeks, uh, should prove to be very interesting. It's been very interesting regardless, but um, uh, we're all um, watching the news and watching the events of the day, and this should, again, stir things up a little bit even more for us to take time to step back and reconsider how we know what we know and are our thoughts clear and to clean up misunderstandings. That's the purpose of Mercury Retrograde. It's not to confuse us and make us annoyed that things are not working, though that does happen. It's to remind us that we're imperfect and so is our technology on the one hand, but also that we need to clear and, and, and reassess and prepare our minds for better ways of understanding things, which certainly is, is part of today's show, considering we're going to be talking about the planet Uranus. So let's, let's get right into that. Um, and so what I, what I thought is today's show is part three of my review of the hierarchy of energy forms that influence and guide our lives here on Earth. 
I began in part one by considering some of the longer term influences ranging from the galaxy down to our solar system and ending with the influence of Pluto. In part two, we continued by looking at the role of Neptune, and today I want to consider the role of Uranus. These three planets form what I like to call the triad of spirit. They are the principal avatars for the energy forms that drive the evolution of our spiritual journey here on Earth. Within the will of the one, whose circumference holds the entirety of of creation, Pluto is for us in our system the avatar of the maker of the boundaries for and the container of all lesser spirit forms, ranging from galaxies to stars to planets and all the countless life forms that fill the heavens. Throughout this seemingly infinitude of containers within the all-encompassing one, Neptune represents for us the energy form that fills these spaces of space. It is said that space is not empty, but is in truth a fullness called the pleroma, and that all, the, and all of space is the one. The fundamental energy form that fills the spaces of space is life. It is the love of the one, and we know this here as unconditional love. Uranus is the third principle of the triune nature of God. And from it, we are made each into a self-aware, unique, special, and individual embodiment of the one. So I like to say, if Pluto is the will of God and Neptune is the love of God, then Uranus is the mind of God. What I like to say is that within every mote and particle of creation, in every galaxy, star, planet, and in every creature, great and small, there is a spark of the divine which has some degree of awareness. That spark of the divine is the monad of that entity formed by the will, the love, and the mind of the one spirit. It's the primal cause for everything and everyone. Because of this, the ancient wisdom holds that the entire universe is not only alive, clearly holds that everything and every being is endowed with some degree and form of consciousness. Yes, the whole universe is alive and awake from the most infinitesimal particles on up through atoms and molecules to life forms small and large on up to the magisterial lords of the planets and stars and galaxies. Because all these many ones are part of the one will and the one love and equally the one mind of God, the whole of creation can be experienced as pure spiritual consciousness. That is why the followers of the ancient teachings know and understand this. Creation is the journey of the monads of spirit who are the sparks of the divine. Creation is the journey of spiritual consciousness through energy forms that are formed and informed by the will, love, and mind of the one. As a monad progresses through lives and forms, it will unfold evermore its capacity for individuality. Each spark of the divine, each monad, is a unique or individual expression of the divine. What I like to say is that the essential constitution of each monad carries a quintessence, 
of that spark of the divine. And it is that particular spiritual quintessence that makes you and I the very special ones that we are. And much of what makes you special is held by the avatar Uranus, the avatar of individuation by freer minds. Through the journey in space-time and by a series of forms and lived in innumerable lives, each monad will at some point enter the realm of self-aware consciousness, of which our human kingdom is one. The story told of this moment is found in many teachings, myths, and legends. It is when the gods walked among us. It is when the light bearers came to us. It was their karmic duty to pass on the light of self-awareness. And we entered our first truly human state of self-aware consciousness. Before then, we had been partially conscious, but held within a realm of shadows and ignorance. When we woke up, we crossed a fundamental threshold that divides the darkness from the light. From that moment, moment onwards, our spiritual quickening was established as we began to be guided ever more consciously by our own will, love, and by an ever more self-aware consciousness. We were now able to become ever more conscious co-creators of this creation. Through our awakening, the unfoldment of our divine potential became ever more insistent as it was now being forged by an ever increasingly self-determined and self-aware consciousness whose principal instrument is held by the avatar that is Uranus. But this also set in motion one of the great challenges of our journey. We have had to struggle with the spiritual challenge of trying to hold together the seemingly conflicting energy forms of Uranus and Neptune within the crucible of the will formed by Pluto. We are still attempting to find a way to weave together and balance the Neptunian song of communality with the Iranian song of individuality. Throughout human history, or maybe it is better understood that this is the driver to the story of this human phase of our journey, the attempt to balance and integrate the creative tension between selflessness and self-assertion, between community and individuality, between unconditional love and freer minds has been the principal driver for the rise and fall of communities, cultures, and civilizations. It may come as no surprise that we find ourselves in a moment that certainly highlights this challenge right now. As I discussed in the last show, the role of Neptune is to be the avatar of the overarching paradigm of beliefs in any community, culture, or civilization. It is why they call the holder of the encompassing bubble of beliefs. And that paradigm of belief is made up of many smaller and interlaced belief bubbles that are held by sections and subgroups within any culture. As I noted, when you look at any community culture and civilization, there'll be one or more overarching or circumscribing bubbles of belief that are shared by many, but the various subgroups and subcultures may hold other subsets of bubbles of belief, 
which will be tethered by and held together by the overarching reality form. However, some of these bubbles of belief may become somewhat less or completely untethered to the general paradigm of belief of that group, culture, or civilization. Now, looking to the role of Uranus, which is to foster and develop our individuality by freer minds and more self-aware understandings, those individuals and groups who are developing more spiritually individuated minds may separate from the main belief system as it may no longer be sufficient for them. They are thinking more for themselves. Within any but one bubble of belief, there will be sometimes more and sometimes fewer members who have separated themselves from the main belief structure because of their own spiritually individuating journey. These freer thinkers have moved beyond the orthodox or typical beliefs, and by so doing, they have often raised their understanding to a more inclusive and spiritual place of understanding. In a way, they become a vanguard or advanced section of those humans in that period. The determination that they have indeed progressed spiritually is that they hold themselves in a fundamental attunement with the one, with the triad of spirit. If so, then we can see that they are guided by freer minds, unconditional love, and centered wills. But it is equally possible that other individuals and groups may use their so-called freer minds to create subsets of belief that are spiritually regressive, a turning back to a more limited belief structure. There are many examples of these so-called freer thinkers looking to the past with a desire to return to what they consider to be a better time than the present. They think and act so as to restore or resurrect a hierarchy of belief and value which restores their vision of what is the old good. But we will find that most of these individuals and groups are driven by fear and not by love, that rather than the inclusivity of unconditional love as the basis of spiritual truth, they divide their world into us and them. Throughout history, one can find periods where the majority in a community or culture hold to a more or less well-defined and accepted belief system. But there are periods when this commonality of belief breaks down. As I noted in the last show, the period we are in with Neptune and Pisces from 2011 to 2026, and the parallels to other times in history when Neptune was there, certainly creates conditions for the permeability and dissolution of the integrity of the presiding paradigm and the overarching bubble of belief pops. At such times, there is great confusion with multiple and conflicting claims as to what is a fact or how to determine what is true and what is false. This is the time we are in now. I do not suppose that it would surprise you that the contribution of Uranus to our present circumstance is also an especially important factor. Uranus is in Taurus from 2018 to 2026. If we look to history, 
The indications are rather striking. Uranus was also in Taurus from 1935 to 1942 and 1851 to 1859 and then 1768 to 1775. With Taurus being the holder for the experience of value, Uranus as the awakener will lead to an eruption of change in the experience and understanding of values during these periods. It will drive any social order to face a crisis, breakdown, and shift in the values of their community and culture. For example, the 1935-42 to passage witnessed a great upheaval in the world with regard to the question of value and the economic political order. With the struggle coming from the crisis of the Great Depression between capitalism, socialism, communism, and fascism. The 1851-59 to passage saw the clash between the two value systems and two cultural economic orders in the USA between the free labor economy in the North and the slave labor economy in the South. And then the 1768 to 1775 passage witnessed the struggle of two political, two political economies, colonialism or self-determination as the American colonies struggled to assert greater self-determination over their lives leading up to the start of the Revolutionary War. In each of these periods, revolt, rebellion, even revolution was permeating the cultural and political order. A great clash of ideas and ideologies led to schisms and conflicts over essential values between groups and regions. An old order of value was being challenged by a series of crises of value that, in fact, the end product of the old order, crumbling into a failing hierarchy of value and belief. If we are to draw parallels about the role of Uranus and Neptune acting in concert in, this, in these periods, and considering our own present circumstances, I would have to state that our time is much like the 1850s to the 1860s, where both Uranus was in Taurus and Neptune in Pisces. That is where they both are now. Once again, we are faced with both the breakdown of a universally shared paradigm of belief by Neptune, while we are also faced with the shattering of the old value system by Uranus, that was established at the end of World War II. Yes, it would seem, given that Neptune and Pisces has blurred the lines between truth, fact, and delusion, and Uranus has freed our minds with regards to questions of value, given this protean moment in history, each of us is freer than we have been before. We are free to decide what is true and what is not. We can determine what is fact and what is fiction. Given the power to believe anything and determine what is and what is not, we are truly freer now than ever before. But it certainly does not seem freer, 
does it? Why? What is missing? What we are missing is that we are only human and we cannot think or believe in a manner that is separate from the greater reality of which we are a very small part. We cannot, on our own, be definers of what is real and what is not real. That belongs to a higher power. The laws of the universe are just that, universal laws that are the embodiment of the one. And for that very reason, those same truths and laws reside within each of us as well. Whether we are looking through the metaphysical lens of spirituality or the logical lens of philosophy or the physical lens of science, all of these are ordered and held together as one by the will, love, and mind of the one. Truth is out there in the whole of creation and that means that it equally abides in our very constitution from the physical to the spiritual realm in each human being. But to discover and understand this truth, you must act humanly. We are co-creators of our consciousness. We need to share with one another. That very word we use to define our awareness, consciousness, means knowing together. You can make things up. You can suppose or even believe what is physically, logically, or spiritually true for you, but that will never make it so. So the question becomes, what can or should you do with your limited free will and with your limited free mind? What you must first acknowledge is that we do live in a creation that is governed by spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical laws, and that in order for your values and beliefs to really approach the truth, they must correspond with this greater reality. Fortunately, much has been discovered, discerned, and is available for you already. You are the heir to a great fortune, found in the halls of spiritual wisdom, in the holy teachings forming the heart of every religion, and in the pursuit of the truths of science with regard to the physical laws of the universe. The greatest minds that have ever lived have left you a legacy, and you can build your understanding upon what has been given to you. Start with these gifts from the wise ones. Build your temple of truth on the foundations made by wise ones whose work and gifts are eternal. But the journey of discovery and the establishment of truth is an ever-evolving endeavor. The most essential gift of having a freer mind is your capacity to question, test, and validate a theory or law or fact. There is nothing wrong with this. It is, in fact, necessary to your spiritual growth and the pursuit of truth. You are not here merely to accept what you read or what you are told. You must seek to understand for yourself, to affirm and then add to the gifts of your ancestors. How do we establish what is truer or more factual? 
We do what we have always done ever since we woke up. We need to be human. We need to remember that we made one another through our gift of sharing with one another. We humans are storytellers, and we need to tell each other our stories, share our experiences, compare our findings, and keep refining from all these impressions, experiences, discoveries, and realization, realizations of what is truly truer. We need one another to lift one another up to our greater understanding. We need to listen to one another and understand where we agree and where we have a difference. But we need balance, we need balance, or Uranus, our critical doubting and questioning intelligence with Neptune by always remembering that we are made of one another and we must always treat one another as we would wish to be treated. We need to weave together our free, freer minds with our unconditional love for one another. We need to hold together these three avatars. By Pluto, we forge our centered wills so that we will never trespass upon another. With Neptune, we act with unconditional love because we are ones of the one. And with Uranus, we strive for freer minds to understand ourselves and our universe. Only together can these powers work. Only together can we be better humans. Yes, it is by following the path of the lonely ones, the wise ones, the teachers and the healers. That is the only way. We must forever strive for more self-control through a centered will, kindliness through unconditional love, and wisdom through freer minds. This is the path. It has always been the path. For those on the path, we say, let thy will be done. For this is the way of the one, and we are the ones of the one. Okay. Um, I, hope, I hope that's clear. I tried to wrap it all together there, as you might see at the end, with uh, bringing in Pluto and Neptune and Uranus, because they really have to be held together as this, this understanding of, the, as I say, the triad of spirit. Um, I need to grab a glass of water. Hold on one second. I forgot to put it here. Hold on. Okay, I'm back, and I need to take my sip of water before I continue talking. Okay, good. Well, I hope I hope you all enjoyed that. And again, I'll um, I'll probably take that talk and uh, turn it into a, a transcript and publish that in the next day or so for you to read, because I know some of you enjoy that, maybe even prefer that. So I'll do that later. Um, and, uh, and we'll see how that goes. And I'll consider other topics coming up as the weeks unfold here. Um, and probably, probably try to do a show again on Sunday um, 
of next week, but I'll, I'll see how my work schedule unfolds here. I, I try to work only six days a week and take one day off. Uh, it doesn't always work out that way, but, um, <laughs> but we'll see. Anyways, um, so you've all been hanging on very patiently, and I'm going to uh, call on you as best I can with some sense of order. But as I always remind all of you when you're listening here, I don't know who called when because it doesn't tell me. It has There's no notice of the whole time, so it's really a um, – I'll just do it by chance here. So let's see who's calling, and I'll call on this person first. Uh, let's uh, here we go. Here we call it. There we go. Okay, you're on with Bill. Who's holding? Diana. Thank uh, you. I'm surprised, but wonderful. Wonderful. Who's this? Diana. Oh, it's a D- Hi, Diana. How are yes. you? Let me let me take you off the thing uh, so you can hear me better. I'm fine, and I really, really like the message. I wrote a lot of things down. Oh, good. uh, Listen, we are the ones of the one. All right, that's that's my well. That's of course that's true of the entire universe, but (laughs) but we we self-aware humans, you know, have a little sense of our moving more towards that divine awareness that we're all stretching ourselves towards. So, um, but yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a little catchy phrase that I don't know where it came from. It just came to me one day and I like to, to, to make mention of that when I can. So what can I do for you today, Deanna? Well, I was thinking only if we count ourselves in, are we the ones of the one? So, what you could do for oh, no, no, well, no. I, I everyone's ones of the one. Just some, some are less aware of what that means, but um, the, 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 the ocean that we are in um, of life and consciousness um, is held together. And even those very unaware beings and even dark beings are still held in this one experience of life and spirit. Um, we never say never, but we, we know that there's some who are very troubled and we extend our, hopefully our empathy and compassion to them that they'll turn, turn around because we can, we can never, we see so many people who are, are hurting and been hurt and, and afflicted with pain and suffering physically or what have you. And we wonder what did they do to deserve this? And, and really it's not for us to know all we can do is help whomever we can help. Um, because someday we'll need that help too. That's part of the part of the journey. Um, so it's hard though sometimes when someone's causing such pain and suffering to others to to feel um, love or compassion for them. We should just understand that if if people understood um, more perfectly the law of karma, they would never commit a negative act towards another ever again in their life because it's only coming back to them. Uh, whatever we put out there, the universe is perfectly imbalanced, though it's it's separated by time. And so whatever thought or feeling or action we take is going to return to us. So we, we all are reminded to only send out loving, kind thoughts and actions because uh, it's our future that we're creating by doing so. Okay? I agree. I agree. Percussion okay. and repercussion. I meant it not as to exclude, yeah. but to consider ourselves accountable. That's how I meant my reply. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I'm, I'm my, sorry. Yeah, no. And, it, and again, yeah, there, and there are definitely souls that we, we, we come in contact with that are, that have opened their minds more and, and they have, they've expanded their sense of compassion and love more and they are more centered and would never harm or trespass upon another. And there are those who are just barely waking up to these things, but still 
the capacities and is within all of us to to become you know a shining one as I like to say mm. uh, it was a rough week, but I think I may be able to change doctors come November first and uh, oh. and the insurance and I have my appointment uh-huh. November fourth. And I know that okay. my degree doesn't go forward until the 13th, still in shadow. I'm thinking in my... Well, well it's still in shadow, but, but, it, but, by, but, by, no, but by the 4th, it, it, it turns direct on the 3rd, and often the day of its turning, the day before, the day of, and the day after, like the 4th, basically Mercury is standing still on that day, which makes it very powerful, very influential. It's, a, you know, it's, high, it's highlighted by that, by that seemingly position of not moving. Of course, it's an illusion, but it's real for us here on Earth. And it's, and it's turning direct in your sixth house. Uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, it's turning direct in your second house of your values and sense of self-worth, um, and which on one level is the physical body and its constitution. Um, so certainly I, w- I would think that um, it's a good day for, for an appointment. Okay. I, I think so. I was just wondering if he wants to put me under the scalpel uh, and thinking that November 13th, uh, might be a complicated day. When do you see a good result if an operation needs to take place? Ah, or, now there's there are many there are many um, con, there are many qualifiers as to. We never find a good date for surgery. We went we turn that around. We find the least bad date for surgery because there's no good day okay. <laughs> for surgery uh, because I, I the body agree. doesn't want to be. <laughs> Not a good day. So, like so, so we're, looking for the, <laughs> we're looking for the most supportive energies at that time. Now, it, it has to get a little personal because it, we have to know what part of the body is being operated upon. So where are you having this operation? The very center. The very center. Okay, so we're talking... Are we talking your the gynecological reasoning? Are we talking digestive? Heart. Your heart. The heart. heart surgery. Oh, my goodness. Um, I know. Okay, well, then. I know. That's why I'm okay, including and, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the day that's been picked, you said, is the 13th, the Friday? No. The 4th is when I see him, but I was concerned right. about if he wants to do it right away within, you know, a week or a week and a half, mm-hmm. I was concerned about that. Right, right. Well, again, there, to, to, pick a, to pick the best possible day or the least worst day, um, I have to go through a series of steps to determine that with your chart. And perhaps oh. it's better we do that, not like this, but more on, on a call quickly because I don't want to – because I have to – Look at all these no different problem. aspects lining no. up in front. Okay. You know, so I would I would suggest if um if you will, do you have a um I've got your number here. I, can I text this number? Yeah. Is it it's yeah. a cell phone? But okay. Thanks. Well, then I'll text you, you later, you can, you can, and we can try to set up a time to talk for a few minutes privately. Okay, because that would be better than Always. than doing it like this. Is that Always okay? Always welcome, you know, to hear from you. And okay. I, I just keep on listening. Thank you so much, Bill. Okay, okay, sure. No, no problem, Dana. I'm sorry. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay, callers. Let's take up another caller here. Area code 509. You're talking with Bill. Who's this? 
Hello, Mindy from Washington. Hello. Hello. Hello uh, you're, you're, you said Min, Mindy. Yes. Did I did I talk to you the other night? I don't know. Um, did did you, you have you're a saying show you're Mindy? And are you a couple nights ago? I no 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 no. I did not have a show. I my last show was um, Sunday the twenty eighth. I think it would have been the last weekend. Oh. Yeah. No, so you didn't talk okay. to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I just didn't uh, know for wh- sure. Why? It's okay. Why? Why are you calling? What, what are you calling about, Mindy? Well, um, I'm calling to see if maybe you could help me. Um, I need to determine uh, what uh, this. There was a gentleman in my life, and I'm trying to find out his intention with me. Um, Okay. And if he's okay, so true to his, I mean, if he's a true person, or if he, what his, um, what he's, what, what, what is he about? So let me get your birth information first. What's your birth date? Oh, okay. Mine is twelve nine of seventy seven. Twelve nine of seventy seven. And do you know your time mm-hmm. of birth? Okay. What is five thirty eight a.m. Five thirty eight a.m. And where were you born? Uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'm just going to just get your chart up first here. Just see, see who you are um, and what's going on here. Um, <laughs> That's a good question. Okay. I don't know until yeah, no, I'm exactly. with some people. <laughs> okay, sure. And then let me add to your chart then this other person. So just give me a first name. It's fine. Uh, Bob. For the, or Robert. Bob. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Bob. And what's his birthday? 223 of 70. Okay, and do you know a time or no? I don't know the time, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, do you know the place where he's born, roughly? Uh, I think Richland, Washington. Uh, w- Richland, Washington? Okay. Yeah. Okay, Washington. Okay, which one? okay, great. And we don't have a time. We do what's called a solar chart. We do a chart for um, a person as if they were born at noon, and we just get a – we're within 12 hours of having the correct chart. Let me just see who this person is. Okay. okay. Um, so what's interesting about both your charts, um, and you, you may, may know about this in your own chart, you're born, as you know, um, with your Sun-Neptune conjunction, uh, and people – with a Sun-Neptune conjunction, are very clairvoyant, but clairvoyance is a tricky thing to manage <laughs> because, yeah. because am I seeing what I'm really seeing or am I seeing what I want to see or am I seeing what I'm afraid to see can all cloud the, the picture of the clairvoyant ability. And, and Bob also has, he's a Pisces, which is the sign ruled by Neptune, and he's born with the Neptune squaring his sun. So he also oh, wow. is... No, there's, there, there can be many layers here of, of, of clarity and or misunderstanding just inherent in the relationship, given the two charts here, mm. not even looking at what's going on right now astrologically in terms of aspects and such. Um, if we throw that into the mix, let me just look at your chart, I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, from what I'm seeing, but I want to just verify it. Um, let's see if it's that. Um, well, last year, up until the beginning of this year, you had Neptune going over your sun. You were going through quite an illuminating and confusing period in 2019 into early 2020. 
the good news is that yeah. somewhat lifted now, and you would have a better chance at discerning what it is I'm seeing, everything else being equal, uh, which would definitely help. Um, let me just see what else is going on here in your progressed moon. The other thing, of course, is not only do you have all those planets in your first house, the Sun and Neptune and Venus, but your moon is your rising body. Um, and that, again, enhances your emotional sensitivity and sensibility to your surroundings, both physical and social. You are a sensitive, um, Mindy. Uh, it's your strength. It's your strength and it's your curse, as you would describe it, <laughs> because yeah. I, you pick up so Absolutely. much and you feel so much. Um, but you've had to look, learn to work with, I'm picking up something and what does this mean? Um, and other people are unaffected by a person who might be troubled or upset, but you feel it and there's nothing wrong for you to be feeling it. That's your gift. Um, but yeah, you I feel like I'm up against the world with my beliefs though. Honestly, yeah, I feel like they're trying to deem me as a crazy and I, and I, I feel like I'm a hundred percent on and nobody's wanting well, to no, accept you're, you're, the you're, stuff that I, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're very intuitive, and that's, that is a gift. Um, yeah. And so that, that, that is there working for you, but sometimes it's challenging because but if you're getting these. But it is a too, because there's things I'd like to be, yeah. you know, a little um, retarded about, you know, that I don't want to know. I, yeah. I feel like it, but yeah. then I guess it stays, I don't know. It's, it, it is. Well, well. Yeah, but with this, with this, because you're dealing with a Pisces by nature, and Pisces are can be very rich and complex and multi-layered people in a wonderful way. Because this person has his sun squaring Neptune, um, it's going to be even more difficult to understand what's really going on here with someone like him in general terms. Doesn't mean we can't get something, but mm-hmm. it's harder. On the one hand, he has a very positive aspect that is Jupiter trines his sun, which is a generous spirit that he comes in with and that's great and good to see but he does have his his yes it's his moon is between perhaps his pluto and uranus which makes for issues with emotional life where he has this memory from whatever in his life of things spinning out of control or someone being very controlling and so he's very sensitive about boundary issues and might wish to always control an emotional experience so he wouldn't lose control but that's when he loses because he pushes people away or is unable to really connect to them and it can make him some mm-hmm. someone seem somewhat emotionally unstable um to others um mm-hmm. you of course have your moon in scorpio you and your scorpio rising emotionally you want a union but but because of your own experiences in your life growing up you are have a built-in expectation that your needs will not get met. And so you may, right. let's say you go, you go into a relationship, you know you have five fundamental things you want, but you say to yourself, not to anyone else, I will never get those five. I'll just ask for these three. You ask for those three, that's what you get, but you end up disappointed in the relationship because it's not the fullness of what you need. So you have to stop doing this to yourself is what it would say. Um, but that's, mm-hmm. it's easy for me to say, not easy for you to do. 
Um, but it I is believe it, it gets you stuck in. I know that sounds weird, but <laughs> I believe Jesus you, is my you husband did what? because I have not found. I believe Jesus is my husband on the other side. I really do. I don't know why, but I feel like he's okay. well, through all of these things. I, I mean, how, I don't know how that stupid that sounds, but I feel like that's. I don't know. I feel like I'm well, really well, connected no, you're, to you, him. You, I mean, through it, all these things. Well, we we are all the way. The, the ancient teachings and spiritual understanding has it. We all put ourselves through things by things we set in motion long ago, and now we're, now we're encountering them. The good news is by oh. acting with a greater understanding now, we can change that energy form to a better one and have better life in this life and in future lives to come. But um, it's, it's not always easy because the patterns can be very ingrained and hard to break, but we have to keep trying. Um, so, I, 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 you have this thing where you're, there's a fear you're going to lose in love. So you do what you love, you lose. Okay. Um, and it's really a test for you to realize, well, the test to realize is that I don't need another to love me. I have all the love I need. I am made of love is the way. And then once I'm really holding in that, then love will come to me from around me because then I'm manifesting it. But if I'm looking for it, I keep on getting not true love coming from another, but love that has conditions attached to it. And so it doesn't work. Oh, okay. That's okay? brilliant. You have to, lo- That's brilliant. You have to love you. yourself. Un- you have to love yourself unconditionally to have unconditional love come to you from another. And I'm not saying oh. Rob, 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 Rob isn't, but couldn't do that, but, and maybe he's an instrument of working this in your life, but uh, I'm a little concerned about his issue with emotional control or fear of control that he is grappling with in his journey. That's his journey to grapple with that. Uh-huh. Um, and therefore he might be strong, be drawn to very strong women, but also then be, feel threatened by them and then pull away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind okay. of the argument we were having. So yeah. <laughs> okay. That's well, so, so we're, I, I, yeah. I, you're, well, again, Mindy, uh, I got to move on other people, but good luck, and okay. I'll talk thank to you again you. some other time. Okay. It. Yep. Okay. Awesome. You're very thank you. Bye-bye. That was really uplifting. Thank you very much. <laughs> sure. Okay. Bye. Yep. Okay. Bye. Okay. Um. And let's try, here we go, area code 201. You're on with Bill. Hello. Hi, Bill. This is Jackie. How are you? Jackie? Yes, this is Jackie. Hi. Okay, have you called before, Jackie? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, Um, are you the January? Yes. I am January 5th, 1965. I've got yeah. you right here. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, what, what can I do for you today, Jackie? <laughs> well, I found it very interesting what you were saying about um, the years of change and, you know, what was going on in the country and the world in terms of um, revolution yeah. and systemic change. But you 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 spoke yes. earlier about 2011 until now because, 2011 until now, I think I've been going through a, a transformation that, like, I'm I'm hoping that I'm near the ending of it. It's been a very tough well, journey. It, it, 
Yeah, no, when it's when we are all in this period that again takes us back to the as I said to the 18 really 40s and 50s or 50 and which is when Neptune was last in Pisces um, which it rules that sign and the last sign Pisces is a sign where the entirety of the experience that we've gone through since then is now before us again to be looked at it's like a time of looking at all the different episodes of our journey since then and facing Mm -hmm. both the beauty of it and the horror of it and understanding, okay, we're, we're at a moment where we end this cycle. We're going to commence a new one. And so we're mm-hmm. thrown into what, what really reality is when we look at everything all at once, it's chaos, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is, which totally stuns chaotic. us and, and, scra- and we have, and the, it's so chaotic and we're trying to figure out what's going on and we will find our way. Mm-hmm. If we remember the basic principles that can guide us. But truth be told, when, when Neptune went into Pisces, you have a planet at the very beginning of Pisces. That's where you have your Saturn, the planet that rules my responsibilities and order in life, and, and, but also shows my tests in life. Um, oh. And Saturn in Pisces says, my test in life is the, the last and final test, the greatest test. Uh, am I a person of faith or am I a person of fear? Oh. Do I believe I'm... That's we all struggle with it, but it's your particular test is to realize that we we are agents of our own future by what we do today. And what's happening to me today, I set in motion and, of course, many others set in motion long ago. So whatever happens today, I just got to suck it up and deal with it. Right. (laughs) I I have to accept Mm -hmm. this is actually happening, but I have to understand why it's happening and what I would rather wish to have happened and then take steps to change the energy. So that will happen. So each of us is presented with opportunities where something, let's say negative happens. It comes to us from mm-hmm. an event or someone else right directly. Now we have a choice. Either we in out of frustration, anger, or pain, we just pass on the pain to the next person and the energy just stays in the form it's in and that there was no change or we can be mm-hmm better and stronger and more loving and say, I'm not going to do this. It ends with me. Someone was nasty to me. Someone hurt me. I'm going to go out and do a kindness to someone else. And by doing that, we change the world. That's how we change the world. It's all energy. But if we just pass it on, we're unthinking. We didn't even wake up. Why why bother being an awakened human being if we're just going to go and be reactive we need to choose better. It's hard when someone hurts us, when someone is unloving or mean or nasty or even hits us. You want to hit back. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't? But it's not the way. <laughs> it's not because we'll never get anywhere that way. So you're, you're here realizing my greatest strength is my faith and not faith in that a God is going to save me, that if I pray hard enough, they'll let me into the gates of heaven. It's realizing spirit, the God, the love within me is my power to make a difference and change. You could say God or spirit of the one works through us. Don't ask what God can do for you. Ask what you can do for God. So we're here to wake up and do what we've been shown we should be doing. And all the teachers say the same thing and all the religions and all the philosophies, they all come down you can boil it all down to a few things. 
the essence of it. And one mm. of the principal you know, messages is love one another, um, be kind to one another, be thoughtful, be mindful. And when others aren't, you can't do anything about that. Just be you and you will create a better future for you and for many others over time. So um, that's why in 2011, you would have seen my reality is dissolving. But that means a new reality is coming. And it would have been mm -hmm. a, a journey and awakening that you've been going through ever since then. Okay? Yeah, I lost my mom and everything in my family went haywire. At the same time, yeah, no, I mean, my yeah, job is going through a lot yeah, of things. Yeah. yeah, Saturn is reality, and we hold to a reality, and we want it to last forever, but of course nothing lasts forever, mm -hmm. and when it dissolves, we, we are thrown into that void of the chaos for a while, but we realize it's up to me to make a new reality. It's, this, is, this is what I'm here for, and so that's the journey you're on is trying to fashion the new reality for yourself for the years to come. Okay. Okay. Okay, Jackie. Okay. Thank All right. You. Well, I'll talk to I you later. It. Okay, sure. I'll talk to you okay. later. Sure. Sure. My pleasure. Good, good hearing from you again. Okay. Yes. Thank All right. You. Um, sure. All right. Let's see. And we have, let's try this person. Hi, you're on with Bill. Hello. You're area code nine, five, one. Hello, who's this? Hi, Bill. Nathaniel. Oh, hey, hey, Nathaniel. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I am. I am doing well. I'm watching this this crazy world spinning around and events unfolding, and much as like I expected, uh, we're moving into a time where, you know, um, there's a big change coming. Um, and no, and many changes after that, but, um, it's, uh, it's remarkable to be a witness to history here and, um, see how it all plays out. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm enjoying myself, but I know it's what has to happen. So we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. Um, what can I do for you today? What's going on in your world? I have been having these rapture dreams, uh, and thinking that, you know, like millions of people are going to disappear. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think people are going to be raptured and taken up in a physical body as such. I do believe we're in these bodies. We need these physical forms to be on this plane and people's awareness and consciousness can shift from one realm to another. Obviously when we all go to sleep at night, we partially are detached from our bodies and in other, other planes um, that we will move around it. And it's, you know, it's, it's quite amazing sometimes. And then we wake up and we snap back into our bodies. So, um, but in those other realms, we have these very powerful experiences, um, that we are being, we may let a lot of us doing a lot of work at night, uh, when we're so-called sleeping and getting, uh, informed or educated or, or helped in some way. Um, hopefully, uh, for the most part. And um, so I would, I would take the, the imagery of rapture more in terms of that, that it's a metaphor for hopefully many people having their consciousness lift, lifted up to a, the next level of understanding for them, whoever they may be, is, is what I would look at in, in terms of the, that experience of um, 
the rapture, as it's called. Okay. Um, I know people physicalize it, physicalize it because they get captured in these physical bodies and think that's it. That was the promise. But but physical bodies aren't resurrected. The immortal bodies are way beyond a physical form. Okay. Huh. Okay. Do you see anything? <laughs> Do you see anything in my chart? Yeah. Uh, kind of a thing is it this week or coming up or. Um. Well, I mean, it. It. I don't. I mean, this is a time for you. Um. I would. I would think. Um. Where there's some very unusual energies working upon you, if we know you. This is the year year where Uranus that planet I was just speaking a lot about before it's, it's in the sign of Taurus and this is its year of going back and forth over your sun. That's literally a year of an awakening where we get certain stimulating influences, sometimes shocks, sometimes pleasant surprises that are meant to elicit a, a shift of consciousness. doesn't mean we're fully awakened, but a chance comes to break free of some form of self-limitation that was necessary at the stage one was at, and now we're being asked to lift the mind to a higher level of comprehension or understanding. But to get us there, we get some jolts, some shocks to the system. Sometimes they're not pleasant. <laughs> I remember when Uranus was on my son. So it's not always easy uh, having the solicitation of growth through Uranus's influence. But in the end, it, it, it's there to free you. That's what it's for. Um, so definitely this is a year of some stronger messaging than normal regarding becoming more truly oneself, letting go of things that I have maybe attached myself to that actually prevent me from being me now. They were a way to get to where I am, but they can't get me to, to further down the road I need to go, and I have to let them go. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Okay. Okay, sure. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Let's see if we can get a couple more people in here. Um, Okay. So, and let's try this caller. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi. Good afternoon. My name is Lewis. Lewis? Can you hear me? Lois. Yeah. I can hear you. Is it Lois? You said Lois, right? Lewis. L-U-Z. L-O-E-L-U-Z. V. Z. Z, as in zebra. Z. Oh, Lewis. Okay. okay. And what's your birth date? April 17th. I can't hear you. Sorry? April 7, 1978. April 7, 78. Okay. Um, do you know what time you're born? 11.15 a.m. Okay. And where were you born? What city in and and Pereira, Colombia? I I, I didn't hear you because it was the, the the voice was there. What what somewhere where? Pereira, Colombia. The country Car, Colombia. Car, Car, yeah, country Colombia. And Colombia. what town? Pereira. What? But With what town? Uh, yeah. Pere, P- Pereira. Spell it. P E R. E I R A P E R I A and Colombia. Okay. I'm sorry, the connection's not very good for me, so I can't quite make it out. Um, oh, okay. okay, I've got it. I got it. There you go. Okay. 
Um, and so what's your question? Uh, my question is regarding uh, relationships. Uh, I mean, work, actually, you know. Work. Work. See any movement regarding okay. work? If I have some difficult relationships at work, and I would like to move away from that. Okay. Um, you, when, when looking at a chart in general, we look for, you know, certain areas r- rule different things. And the house of work and working conditions, you have that planet Neptune in your sixth house of work, which means that you will find that in your workplace, you will meet up with rather unusual conditions with people you're working with or for in this lifetime. In a positive way, it means your work should be something that inspires and uplifts you and others, and you're working with visionary and imaginative or very spiritual people. But on the negative side of things, Neptune there could mean that I deal with some very deceptive circumstances and very confusing people in my work who can be very draining to me. So I have to be, I have to be very careful of who and what, who I'm working with and for, given that it's a sensitive area of my life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm getting a lot of static on the line. It's hard to make out. Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's it's a really bad connection. I'm sorry. So I'm I'm having a hard time cutting through that. Um, Is so, it better now? Can you hear me now? That's much. That's much better. <laughs> yes. Um, and in, in terms of what's going on in your life right now, the last couple of years, I would say all of 18, 19, and through 2020, you've had Saturn going through your seventh house. So you're facing your tests of relationships and partnerships. And it's a time when you're attempting to make the good ones better and make the ones that are difficult better than they were. But some you'll find are not possible to be healed or corrected, and you'll have to let them go. So it's, it's time of sort of working out and dealing with these relationship problems are really in focus right now. And, and of course, you may, you may know or you should know um, that, of course, you, you are a double Aries. You've got your sun and your moon in Aries at the very top of your chart. And the ruler for Aries is the planet Mars which is your rising planet in the first house, that's all fine. But this is the year that the planet Saturn, as it moves to the end of Capricorn, is going over your Mars. So the experience you're undergoing this year, Liz, is you're, it feels like you're driving with the brakes on. You, you're running into delays and obstacles and frustrations, and you have to be patient because you have to find a way of getting around the obstacle or delay or just waiting it out, but you will find it difficult to move forward easily, yet that won't be, hap- that won't be possible until we get into later in December, okay? Because you have these things that are acting as a break on you at this time, okay? What it's Uh-oh. making you do, it's, make, it's making you reexamine what do I really want and how should I go get it? But to make me go through that experience, I'm being blocked from getting what I want and making that progress happen. Okay. So mm-hmm. the the lesson this year the lesson this year is patience. 
without question. Yes. <laughs> but you're saying December, am I lighting up? Uh, in, by de- once we get through the first days of December, like magic, you'll feel like, wow, things are getting easier. Now, there's another thing happening here. I'm going to just stay with you for a second. That's also influencing this. The planet Pluto, the outermost planet, the planet that rules the will and willpower, it's going over your Mercury this year. So your mind is under tremendous pressure from others. They're weighing in and trying to push and pull your mind around. You may be pushing back. What you need to do is maintain your own control over your mind and not let someone push you around mentally this year. Mm. Okay? And don't you obsess about something. Don't you just focus on one thing and keep your mind locked on it. Keep moving the mind around. Keep it lighter and, and moving around as opposed to sticking with something. The one thing you want to watch this year is obsessing about something. Okay? Let your mind go. Keep, think about something for a while, then put it out of your mind. You have to practice that this year. Okay? Yes, not obsessing about things. That's so true. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank that was you. very good. It was good to hear from you, and I'll, uh, I'll look forward to talking to you again. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. You're Bye. very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, okay, everyone. Sorry I didn't get to all of you, but I will next time, and uh, hopefully. And I'll probably be back, I, I think, next week. If not next week, then the week after. Um, my very best to all of you, and I'll talk to you again. Bye.